the Timeless Podcast Company present this podcast. In immersive sound design. Welcome to the bonus and final episode of the MF Doom podcast. Did I ever tell you the one about MF Doom? We're calling this special and final episode Rare Cuts and Special Blends with a Z for my man Zevlov X. We're going to be bringing you snippets, stories, and really interesting little tidbits from people who shared during this podcast and during the season that we recognized and realized that you didn't hear from. I want to introduce Wild Child. Wild Child, who is an amazing, amazing artist and MC, tells a funny story of going to a club with Doom. Check it out. He started carrying on that facade of if he had a gig or a show, would he be there? Would he not be there? What's going to happen? The draw for people to see him was just everywhere, you know? And I remember we did Coachella once. My daughter got to meet him, which was a blessing. But I do remember we went out one night, and this actually might have been the night before we did the session. We go to this club, and it's a club that we visit, visit frequently. Rest in peace to my man Dust One as well as Doom. Um, he was the host. But when we would go there, we would walk in the spot, and we, the whole vibe of celebrity is not there. Everyone knows this is the spot to come to chill, not to who's there, who's in, this, who's in the back, similar to the APT in New York. So we go there, and Doom comes with us. And all I kept thinking is, and I'm, I'm late to the table. I'm not going out with these guys all the time because I had a family living still back in Oxnard. So I go with them and all I kept thinking, this is to myself, wait, we really gonna go out? I know Malib is used to going out and playing in the back and no one can see him. But how are you gonna go out with Doom? What, what, what <laughs> no bodyguards, nobody's like that. So we roll up in there, I think it was with Peanut Butter Wolf or something. So we roll up in the spot and we have a couple of drinks and and I'm like, I'm like, yo man, I don't really drink that much. I'm a rum dude, I'm a rum dude. I probably was soft to him. I was like, I'm a rum dude, I'm a rum kind of guy. That's why I don't smoke weed, man, let me be smoking weed. He's like, nah, man, I'm getting you the whiskey. We getting the whiskey, we getting this, we getting that. I'm like, you know what? F it, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna celebrate. So we're pre, to me, it's like pre-celebrating what he had in store for that album. And I haven't even heard, at this time, I hadn't even heard the whole album yet. We get in the spot and I'm just sitting there and everyone's coming up. Wild Child, Mad Lib, Lou Pack, all this, all this dope vibe. Cause like I said, me and Mad Lib never always went out together where people could see us. Cause they knew we were not, you don't really, people knew our name a lot, not the face. Mad Lib was the one that kind of carried that mysterious torch on. So I'm sitting there going, how are these people coming up? And they don't even know that this dude is sitting right here. He wasn't rocking the mask. So I'm just sitting there like, man, I want to ask the dude so bad, how does he go out? It's like Superman and Clark Kent, because no one ever knows. So that's, so, and I'm like, so that's how he does it. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that, but I'm thinking like how a fan, a fan would think. So that's how he does it. I never asked him that question though, but it just sat there in my mind the whole time. Every time I look over, he's just posting up, blending in with everyone. Everyone's just walking past. No one, not one person ever said, you know, I recognize you without the map. No one, no one. To me, at that time, it was blowing my mind. I couldn't, it's like I said, it's like watching Superman sit there 
with powers having a dream and no one knows that Clark Kent's just sitting right there, it's cooling out. So that, that to me was like the illest story. Here's Miles Brown, the star of Blackish. He is also Wild Child's son, and he talks about his interest in Doom and why he was so captivated by him. Well, it's just it's just crazy because it's like me. I'm so young. It's like I feel like well, I do surround myself with like my friends. They they know a lot about like the older school music, but I feel like not a lot of other kids besides like me and my friends would not even know or like listen to any Doom song. So it was like. Um, I would say me growing up, I would always just listen to music through him. Like I would actually, I never started listening to my own music. Like that was actually coming out like relevant at the time. Um, until like probably like 2015, like everything mm. before that, I would just listen to like whatever he was listening to. Like I wouldn't play my own music. Um, so that's kind of where I got most of my like music sense from. Um, but when it comes to Doom, I, I never really had to create like too many experiences with him. I, I have obviously like one cool like experience with him. Um, but uh, I, I would just say mainly it, it's always been like a like an action figure type of thing. Like I've always <laughs> thought of Doom. Like I, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but like when I was super super young, like when I was like five years old, I used to think that uh, uh, that this is actually exactly <laughs> embarrassing. But um, uh, what, what's his name? Um, um, and Fantastic Four, I used to think, I used to think that the Doom. Thing? No, no, the bad guy, Doom. Oh yes, yes, yes. Doom, I used to think he was based off of MF Doom, and and I don't know, I don't know. That's just something funny for me. Um, but no, like the, I guess the way I looked at him and just was, I think it's kind of cool to see because like people don't realize that a lot of people inspire are, are inspired by him from the music, obviously. Mm. But so a lot of people don't realize that you know, like me, like younger, like. We would look up to Doom, but not even purely the music. It would be more his image and like how his aesthetic and, mm -hmm, and everything. Mm -hmm. So like the mask and um, for me, and I feel like I, I can't really speak for other kids, but for me particularly, I kind of saw Doom first more as um, what he kind of portrayed in his image, um, like as a figure more first before his music, because I didn't start really like understanding who was who when I was listening to music until I got older. Um, obviously my dad was playing his music all the time, but sometimes I would ask him who it was, sometimes I wouldn't. So then when it would come on, I wouldn't know if it was Doom at the time until I got older. I was like, oh, this is who, this is who you've been playing. Um, so when I first, every time I like, my dad would bring his name when I was younger, I would never really think about like the music. I would always think about um, the album cover like that he had, my dad has a shirt of. Um, which which I was it was the um, it's like the cartoon one where he's like holding his hand. Girls, yeah, my villain. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That I would always think of that. I would always obviously the mask like that was a huge thing for me. Like I remember we went to San Diego one time and I seen and it, it was a, it was a doom mask, but obviously like it was just a regular mask, but it looked just like it. And I was like, yo, that is the MF Doom mask. And I was begging for like an hour to get it, and um, and I eventually did get. Can I show? Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we got the mask, so W on that part. Um, but um, now nah, I would just, I feel like when every time I would hear about his name um, as a kid perspective, because I just thought it was so cool to like be an artist, but kind of like have like a superhero, like, um, like aesthetic to it or just like, just kind of image for me. So I mm -hmm. thought that was super dope. One of my dearest, oldest friends is a young man named Keo. AKA Blake, AKA Lord Scotch, AKA 
Well, he goes by many names. What most people don't know, or people outside the sneaker and hip-hop industry, was Keo and Doom worked on the Doom Dunks, the Nike sneaker that became not only really hot, but really popular. And I love this story about how Keo and Doom came together and worked on the Doom Dunks. Check it out. So from that same NYU crew that did the first videos, it was Adam Ballalo, it was Jesse Nicely, and a cat named Fresnel Morris. That I don't know where Doom Doom just used to find creative cats and 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 draw them into his circle, and all these three dudes were super creative and all went on to do big things. So Fresnel Morris was like a product designer. He went on to have a hat brand that was incredible called Still Life, and he was making you know private label hats for like. Double RL and all these um, major fashion labels. He was a real scientist with it. So he and I, I worked on the design of the shoe, the sketch of it, and then he coordinated with Nike SB people about the actual materials. So that was a full collaborative thing, and of course, Doom had the final okay and a lot of input on it. I personally thought. Because my original vision for it was a simple uh, skate shoe, which is black suede with a gum bottom, and then little hits of the red and and the you know little little subtle logos. They threw the kitchen sink at it, and I've had the opportunity to design some sneakers since, and I understand that the um the urge is there because you can you're like yeah i want ostrich skin and i want 3m and i want it to glow in the dark and can we put some some whistles on it and rockets and just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should so me i thought it was a little over the top with the 3m piping and the ostrich skin and the weird lace lock that was gold and the other part was silver and i thought it should have been a little simpler but it's become one of the most iconic dunks, one of the most collectible dunks ever made. So what do I know? But I like simple old school sneakers. And talking about the Doom Dunks, I also love Miles Brown as he talks about his opinion about them. Check this out. For me, what I would, what I think about the Doom Dunks, I mean, to be honest, I can't fully remember everything about it. Like, when it would be out, or I think, didn't we have a conversation with Rome's about him? Mm -hmm. Like, at his studio? Um, I remember that. And then I think we were talking, and it was a picture that I remember that Travis Scott was wearing them, right? Wasn't, wasn't that was the conversation we were talking And then right after it was a picture of Travis coming out, the price of them just just skyrocketed right. and um i think just for me just like that probably was the first time i can really think of where an artist would kind of collaborate with a brand um not even just a brand but nikes specifically um for shoes and i thought that was just so cool to like have that be the first because nowadays you have obviously like the travis scott's and like you know kanye and and uh, a lot of artists like wanted to have their own shoes but i just think that it was such a dope idea and uh um, for me, I don't have them, but I wish I did, obviously. Um, but um, no, I just think it's just a dope idea all around, for sure. 
I now want to introduce Sanford Green, an amazing artist. Sanford talks about how he got to work with Doom. So I was, uh, oddly enough, at a comic convention, um, and I was approached by, I think, I don't know, I can't remember his name. He was his manager, or uh, he was definitely one of his uh, people um, to assist him on, you know, his his LPs. And he saw my work, and he just inquired, "Hey, you know, um, I managed this uh, rapper. You might have heard of him. Uh, he goes by the name of, you know, uh, MF Doom." And when he said that, I'm like. I stood up out of my, you know, from my booth, and I'm like, you kidding me? You know, Doom is like, to me, you know, um, again, just speaking on that persona, it's like working with, you know, this, uh, this, this, this hero, you know, that persona just made you feel like you were working more than just with this, this MC, you were working with a persona. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, definitely. I want to, I would love to work with him. And, it all worked out to where I got to do one of his uh, Victor Von Doom, which is another persona, uh, which was, again, just looking at his platform of how he was able to switch between these different uh, identities and just being <clears throat> on point for each one. And you still felt like they're it's the same person, but they're different in all, you know, uh, you know, they're all the same, but they, they have this different you know, natures uh, and, 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 and deliveries with their with their music. And um, truth be told, I was really hoping that I could do an MF Doom cover, but the Victor Vaughn was a it was a nice, you know, uh, second if you want to call it that. Uh, but. Again, it was uh, a great experience overall. He was very easygoing. I, I didn't really meet him um, in a weird kind of way. I kind of liked the fact that I didn't actually talk to him or, you know, what have you. But, uh, you know, I, I like working for this, you know, again, working for this persona. So it was a good experience overall. Here, Sanford talks about the artwork he did for Doom. It wasn't a whole lot of of direction i mean overall the, the basic direction was we want something futuristic but it feels like you know animation anime uh, you know again he's he's influenced by all those things comics of course so um they wanted me to just kind of keep within my my realm of um what i what i do which was very inviting because you don't really get that um, with any of these uh, projects that I work with as far as whether it be magazines, even animation, there's a lot of direction, a lot of hands-on and uh, just working with him, he was like, do, do what you do. We want this kind of post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, cyberpunk feel and that's where it all just uh, started to come together so yeah definitely he was uh, very easygoing to work with because I didn't talk to him so that was that was the other part lucky him <laughs>
I still have the original, actually. Still have it. Um, I'll give you my address. <laughs> For what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that it was pretty, you know, clean cut. Like I said, it was, you know, one and done. And uh, yeah, it's just a nice uh, piece to, you know, part of my portfolio. And here is a special J.J. Doom Winter Blues BBC live version. Check it out. Melanin on melanin. You do need to recharge off your velvet skin. Make them feel like, like 12 again. Soon as I get the green light, I'm delving in. Melanin on melanin. You fella need to recharge off your velvet skin. Make them feel like, like 12 again. Soon as I get the green light, I'm delving in. Learn to balance, it's real tricky Like the credible hope, turn back to Bill Bixby Masturbating, I'd rather wait then Keep a good enough good stuff for that trading in Each and every day, making cash with Satan Can't eat, can't sleep, it's exasperating Mad light burning off, all they need is one warm hug to keep from turning off I know you can use a boost Left the hoopty back in the hood with the screws loose Bust the coupe out the driveway, stash house Scoop you up, hit the highway and mash out Matte black like melanin or melanin Of course the butter soft black leather trim set of rims Leather purr, not a scratch on it Spin it back to the garage and put a latch on it I need a handful of melanin Feeling like your lamb's wool beard on his tender skin It might feel a light shock initially As we connect up the flow of electricity The phenomenal melanin biopolymer Feeling like a glass of Merlot, I could swallow her Eat her up like a snack well We could live forever like Henrietta Lack cells Melanin on melanin, asking where the hell he been Soon as he felt the skin, holding hands, feet in the sand grounded Staring in the pretty brown eyes, astounded I share some solar power, if you let me pound it We could go for hours, and then again in the shower Left a leg trembling, recharged melanin This is how you know 
Thank you very much. <laughs> well done. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, Doom, accompanied by Sam Bester on the piano, Oliver Coates on cello, Alexis Nunes on drums and percussion, and Mara Carlisle on saw. So there you have it. It has been an amazing time, an amazing experience in sharing these stories, sharing these memories, and sharing this time with you about Zev Love X, a.k.a. X Evolves, a.k.a. MF Doom. Thank you to all the contributors. Thank you to all the writers. Thank you to all the artists who made this possible. Thank you to all the people that allowed us to share their most valuable commodity, their time, and express their love and their gratitude for Doom. And thank you to his manager and also all of his family that shared their invaluable stories and time with us. We appreciate you, we love you, and we thank you, Doom, for the music, the culture, and the legacy you leave behind. Did I ever tell you the one about MF Doom Podcast is a timeless podcast company production. Executive produced by Chantel Barron, Michael Barron, and Eric DJ Eclipse Win. Co-produced and mixed by Brett Epignazer. Sound design and sound editing by Nick Digler Davila. Research director, Miles J. Barron. Senior creative director, Martin Orton for Poison Pen Graphics. Graphic design director, Shai Harari for H1 Media. Featuring Ben Klingon, Dell of the Hieroglyphics Crew, Dimbaza Dumale, Dinko D of Leaders of the New School, Graham Poopa Maxwell, Jason DeMarco, Just Blaze, Curious George, Cotty, Lionel David Kid Martin, Lord Jamar, Lord Seer, Miles Brown, MF Grimm, Milo from Leaders of the New School, Onyx the Birthstone Kid of KMD, Prince Power Rule, Ralph McDaniels, Talib Kwali, Tanji Dumale, Tom Brown, Wild Child, Yasin Bey, and Young Guru. Special thanks to the city of Long Beach, Mark Healy in the Rockaway Wave, Far Rockaway Queens, New York, Brandon G, Tom Wheelie, Ben King, Stephen S. Sidman, and Video Music Box. Timeless podcast sound design voiceover, Tembisa Mashaka. Music cues and scoring for this podcast have been provided by Portal. That's P-R-T-L. Music comes in all vibes, so lo-fi should too. Welcome to Portal, the world's first lo-fi music in all genres for all types of music fans. Whether you love hip-hop, reggaeton, country, alt-rock, EDM, or even basso, Portal has lo-fi vibes to match your music tastes. Find Portal on YouTube or Spotify or anywhere you listen to lo-fi. Portal, P-R-T-L, lo-fi for every vibe. The recording of J.J. Doom is used under license by Lex Records, and we thank Tom Brown and Lex Records for allowing us to use this song for this bonus episode. Please listen and download Doom's albums from Lex Records at lexrecords.com and anywhere that you listen, stream, and download your favorite MF Doom music.